Well, let's see what God's got. <laughs> tell JT, man, you don't know really how nerve-wracking this is some days. Well, this ain't the first time, so I'm sure it's not going to be the last time. But I'm sure it'll be better than the last time. Because God always takes us from faith to faith, from glory to glory. God's never been arrested in plateauing. So if you think it's your servant of God that has brought you as far as you're ever going to get, I got a word for you this morning. <laughs> Maybe. Let's see what happens. Hey, I was going to read this scripture, and then uh, I was just going to talk, but now that y'all have gotten me worked up a little bit this morning, I think I'm going to read a little bit more of it. Um, the scripture that I had in my mind was Psalms 139.14. I'll praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And that was going to be it. But I think I want to go back to the beginning of the chapter. So I'm going to read through this and just bear with me. I'm, I'll read all the way through it before I start. I'm not going to promise, but... Maybe. So starting at verse 1. O Lord, you have searched me and known me. Scary. You know my sitting down and my rising up. <laughs> you understand my thought afar off. Man. Yeah, I'm not preaching this morning. I'm going to keep going. You, you comprehend my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all. And are acquainted with all my ways. Your good ways and your bad ways. My good ways and my bad ways. He is acquainted. Mm. For there is there is not a word on my tongue, but behold, O Lord. You know it all together. Basically, you ain't saying nothing that he ain't already heard. You have hedged me behind and before. Thank God for his grace. And laid your hand upon me. Hold, you know what the Bible says, right? He holds you in the palm of his hand and no man can snatch you out. Thank God for laying his hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. If you would come out of your arrogancy just for a moment, just, just this knowledge is too much for me. Just me knowing what I just read, just me knowing that is too much for me to handle. It is high, and I cannot attain it. Where I go from your spirit, or where... Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven. Now you know this verse. If I ascend into heaven, you're there. And if I make my bed in hell, behold, you're there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me. And your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall fall on me, even the night shall be light about me. Now we got a bad God. Indeed, the darkness shall not hide from you, but the night shines as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to you. <laughs> For you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. 
I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed. God, you already seen. You already you already seen what was going to come out of me before I was even formed into that. God already knows the greatness that you're going to bring to those around you and in the kingdom and for the kingdom even before you get there. So don't grow weary in well-doing. He's already seen it. He already knows what you bring. <laughs> See, we any artist Painters. Girl, lift your hand up so I can see. Quit you being that stuff like that. She back there all shy. She got more art skills in her than probably all of us together. How many colors have you ever dealt with? Painting pictures. How many more colors are there that we've yet not been acquainted with? Think about this for a moment. God is painting a picture. I'm just trying to bring the scripture down here so it smack you in the face just like it did me. He's painting a picture. The picture cannot be completed without your color. <laughs> you, you were the color that he had to dip his paintbrush in. And finish his portrait. Without you, he can't finish that picture. Well, he can. He created your color to go right there. What if, what if you were the color that he was going to paint the iris of the eye? What if it was your color? What if it was your color and you didn't think well enough about yourself? And you skipped school that day and didn't come to class? And he had to grab somebody else's color. Maybe this was supposed to have been like the purest of blue eyes. And I say blue because blue is my favorite eye color. Even though mine is green. I love blue. I love a real pretty blue. What if he had to use, don't take offense to this, brown Your eye color, man, can change how people see you. It doesn't necessarily change how you see others, but it changes how people see you. Have you ever went and you knew somebody to have brown eyes and they got those color contacts and they were like bright green and when you went, look, you went, whoa. Imagine you were that color. You were the color on this portrait that we're going to cause everyone else that walked up and seen it go, whoa. But you don't think that you're good enough to have your color put on his portrait.
and in your book, they all were written. What was written? The days fashioned for me. Do you know he's got your tomorrow written out? Oh. oh, and we automatically disrupt it because everybody in here that has a job is going to go home this evening and go, oh, man, tomorrow's Monday. I got to start all of And he fashioned tomorrow for you. Oh, it is supposed to be so much more grand. You with me? Do I have your attention? He's got mine. How precious. (laughs) Sorry, I skipped. When as yet there were none of them. So even before tomorrow, it's already fashioned. How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God. (laughs) I love this part. I even highlighted this in a different color in my Bible. How great is the sum of them. Did you get that? How precious are your thoughts of me. He could have stopped. That would have been, okay, I get it. But he had to add this portion. (laughs) We might think of our wife. No, I ain't going to put you out there. (laughs) Some of us might think of our spouses once or twice a day, maybe three or four, depending on if they're working or not working and they're calling you (coughs) every hour or whatever. But how great is the sum of them How many thoughts does God have of you? You. Because he's crazy about you. I want to do. God is so in love with you that he made you. He thought of every move that you were going to make. He thought of your tomorrow. He even fashioned them for you. His thoughts are just way high of who you are. How do you see you? It's not going to be a spitter. If you need something to to wake you up or keep you awake, I, I don't have any pills. I got my power pill. I'm going to be happy to share. But this is why, listen, we live in a day that is so saturated with technology that we have found ourselves now living according to what we see in and through technology. What we have now is Facebook and Instagram and Twitter account and you done it and he did it and she said it and he won't and she did and whatever else that's out there that I don't know about. And with every one of these things come what they call a filter. And in this filter... You get to take a picture. 
And if you're as ugly as I am, when you turn around and look at that picture, you go, that ain't going out there. <laughs> See, the men can understand. The women, okay, here, women. Nope, that showed the roll. <laughs> that shirt's not hanging. So we were able to take a thousand pictures and then decipher through those thousands which one probably fits the image in which is being displayed to me that now becomes my bar that I can put out there for someone else to see. I lost you. You looked on Instagram and you seen this little girl on there. And she was just so cute. She had it. I mean, her hair. Mama, mama, you should have seen. I wish I had my phone. Mama, you should have seen. Look at her picture. Look at her hair. What you didn't know was she went through the thousand picture process. 112 filters, the right lighting. Every, they've even got one on there that will actually turn so you can get the better side. Have you seen that? What are, you can kind of, it almost like turns you a little bit and it takes like different, you can rotate your picture. <laughs> Gives you the better side. See, I'm, I'm, I'm more on top of this than you are. Wait till I see another one of your pictures. I'm going to save it, and then I'm going to get on there and work it up and send it back to you. <laughs> but we failed to realize that everything that took place in that picture isn't really the true person. So what we do is we take what we have seen that now becomes our standard of how we should be presenting ourselves. Either I'm all over this right now, or I lost y'all on turn three or something. <laughs> Look at their Twitter. If they're on vacation just having a blast. Man, they're, they're having so much fun. Look at them. They're washing their car. I ain't going to kick your coffee over. <laughs> See, man, look. Stop. Let me come over here where somebody ain't bringing coffee up in here. Look at them washing their car together. I mean, they're throwing bubbles on each other and spraying each other down. We don't do that. You don't even wash your car. <laughs> we see how grand everyone's marriage is and, and how beautiful they are and, and how there's no problems in their life and Oh, when you, when you post your picture, it's right. Oh, when you go out into public, except my wife. She got caught. Listen, I told you I'm ministering to your soul this morning. Don't be looking for spiritual truths, deep ones. But I'm going to help somebody, I promise you. Somebody needs to hear this this morning because that's why we're going here. Don't ever just think it's going to be a quick trip to Walmart or Sam's and it's 9, 10 o'clock at night and ain't nobody else there because they there. <laughs> and if you ain't careful, Sam and Todd lurking. <laughs> what, what do they call that? When they, when they other than y'all don't trolling. <laughs> Okay, mama said that's not trolling. They're after they're out there waiting on you to show up in your worst.
And there's times that you sit at your own home and you question. God, why can't I be like them? God, look, everything's so perfect. And you don't have a clue. But yet tomorrow when we wake up, we go right back to the same thing. And we look at imitation. And the longer you look at imitation, the more it becomes your reality. Come on, suicide rates. Phenomenal. I would be scared to go to psychiatrist offices just to get a statistic of the amount of people that come in with suicidal thoughts. Where do you think that comes from? Do you honestly think that everything you see is the gospel? Man, that medication must really work. Look at that person. They lost tons of weight, and all they done was eat a spoonful of something that looked like amoeba or something. <laughs> they didn't even have to do nothing, and they lost weight. And when it doesn't work for us, Why don't it work for me? God, am I not good enough? Am I really who you created me to be? God's crazy about you, not someone... You're trying to become. God wants to use you. Not someone you hope to be like. If you ever go to buy leather coats, leather jackets, that type of thing, things that are natural, and if they're in their purest form, if they're authentic. Most of the time, you're going to find there's a flaw. Look at your stuff real good. <laughs> Not the imitation stuff that you be fronting at church. Walking... Like you got it together and <sighs> but because of what we have come accustomed to in our imitation world, now we can't even wear authentic stuff. Because if you wear authentic stuff and somebody says, you got a spot on your coat. <laughs> I'm picking right here. Because she could go home, lighter fluid, Clorox, she'll mix and stuff. Dude, there would be so much concoction out on the bar. I'd be scared to put my nose over there, much less my hands in it. And she could be scrubbing, trying to get rid of what makes that which she has authentic. Listen to me. What if you're doing the same thing to yourself? Because you don't like a flaw. 
and you use every filter known to man. You don't even let people see you face to face now. They got I got a Twitter account. <laughs> hey, let's go do lunch. We can do it on Facebook. <laughs> you don't think it's out there? You don't think there's people out there portraying to be something that they aren't? You are. And you have to have it together. Listen, we will take jobs that we're miserable with to be accepted by the popularity. Instead of taking a job that you're happy with, you're not going to have the same groups. Oh, come on. Would you hang out with me just for a minute? Listen, most six-figure people hang out with six-figure people. Most poverty-stricken people hang out with poverty-stricken people. I ain't throwing this out here to divide. I'm telling you what's out there right now. And I'm talking from experience. Did you know Christians will even do that? Yes, they will. You let some Christians make a little bit of money, they searching for the people who make a little bit of money. Those are the people they're going to hang out with inside of church. They go talk about the other crowd. They go divide the church and wonder why God ain't moving. This ain't supposed to be one of them days. It's supposed to be a help day. This is self-help day. I just didn't make you pay for tickets. Instead of you deciding in your heart to work on the relationship with God, to bring you closer to him, understanding more of who you are in him, you would rather work on your relationship with other people so that you become accepted by them. Distant Christianity. Distant Christianity. When you set off just far enough, the people don't think you've left them. I'll give you scripture so that you can keep up with me. Peter was sitting in the courtyard. He could see Jesus. Jesus could see him. While Jesus was being persecuted and ridiculed and tried, Peter sat just far enough off <laughs> as to it would appear to Jesus that he hadn't left him. But he sat just far enough off that he wouldn't be associated with Jesus in fear that he would be ridiculed and persecuted in the same manner. Come on, stop. I go to church on Sunday, go to church on Wednesday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I'm going to do my thing, leave me alone. I'm a Christian, don't judge me. Self-help day. Don't get mad at me, just change. Just fix it. You cannot expect to work this relationship with God at a distance. That is called knowledge of God. I can gain knowledge of God sitting in my bedroom on the computer taking... I said it wrong for so many years, I forgot how to say it right. Seminary. Sem seminary. I can sit on my computer and take seminary classes. I've called it cemetery for so long. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I, I can take, I can become and gain the knowledge of who God is. In order for me to know God, there has to be intimacy. <laughs> Break down that word. Intimacy. Intimacy. God wants intimacy. 
He wants you in him. See? You got to get close. You can't do this from afar off. That's called separation Christianity. Distant Christianity. You appear to have it all together when you come here on Sunday. But I know you better than you think I know you. Well, I just made about 16 of them just nervous. A couple of them said, want to go to lunch? <laughs> You know why I can say I know you better than you think I know you? Because I know me. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Pastor got a flaw, you think? <laughs> Here's the difference with my flaw. I'm trying to make it better with him, not with you. We'll get that one day. We'll work on it. <laughs> Instead of you spending the time with God, you're spending time with people. Trying to fix yourself. Man, we just read the scripture. That he knows so much about us. I wonder if I got another thought here for you. Because I want to I keep you for a minute. Hmm. Have you ever gone to see a movie based on the trailer? Anybody ever done that? He was watching commercial and, man, that looks good. I'm going to go see that. <laughs> and you get in there on that movie. <laughs> and the best thing about that movie was the popcorn and the drink. <laughs> you were able to pick a couple of spots here and there that was like, hey, got my attention. Oop, you lost me. <laughs> that's what you're doing. And that's what other people are doing to you and you don't even realize it. They're selling you on them based on a trailer. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. <laughs> I can talk about you. Don't turn around. <laughs> but I can talk about you because it, if you look at Facebook, nine, what, nine closings? So nine closings. Like from the outside in? Man, that's doing work from the inside out. What I'm hoping for by seeing what I see is that I can do it too and everything runs smooth. Looks like it's running smooth. Shoot, one day. One day we threw a billboard up. I went, <laughs> I said, look. And the reason I say that, being in business, everybody looks at business owners as, you got to be, how long you been? Wow. Man, it must be, all, set your own schedule. I can't look at you and go, yep, sun up to sundown. Every day it ain't raining. <laughs> 
Well, what a schedule. I love being a business owner. You go home at 5 o'clock and throw your feet up. No phone calls, no emails. Just, just relaxing with the family. That's... Do you see what technology is doing? Half of me says, well, we need it, and the other half says, no, we don't, because I made it without it. Just so happened I got it, and then I said, hey, this is, how, did I ever ma- how did I ever make it without a cell phone? Peace and joy. <laughs> now, if you can't get in touch with me, it's because you don't want to. Three different emails, two different cell phones. And a wife. Boy, you. (laughs) Honey, honey. (laughs) She'll do it to you too, Kim, when you call. Kim, call my phone. be on the counter, man. I'm done for the day. Phone ring. Debbie, go, honey. (laughs) Can I go to the bathroom? (laughs) I've never taken you there. (laughs) Just so we're still good. But this is what a lot, this is a lot of what we use to set the bar for ourselves is what we're seeing. And what it causes is frustration in ourself. Because I can't be as perfect as you. Now I become frustrated. You know what that also brings? Broken relationships. Because you're not as perfect as you. Uh Uh-oh. Well, maybe my husband, maybe my wife probably looks at, come on, church, come on. Look, babies are out of here. This is grown folk church now. Because I, I, I want you to understand something. How you walk out your Christianity is not dependent upon how someone else walks out theirs. Listen to me. You're not right all the time either. So keep your mouth off of somebody that failed. You don't have it all together, Susie. Little Johnny, you're not the bar. Who made you the bar? Don't look at me because I've done something that I know I shouldn't have done and I've done it and I went home and you don't know how many hours I stayed up crying because I thought because of the way I was brought up that I had to lay before the Lord and cry, 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 cry for hours on end for him to forgive me because I got and went and done something stupid. We are, we are our worst enemy. Amen. See, here's another word we can break down. I'll give you some English a few minutes ago because I've seen you smiling. Here's some more English. Enemy. Enemy. Your biggest enemy is enemy. It's in yourself. Here's the other thought. Man, it went right back to it. What you gain from the Father isn't because of who you are and what you do. It's based on the relationship that your husband has with the Father. Hang on. Who's your husband? Boy, I had two women over here going, my husband, what? They don't even pray. It's not based on what you do. Everything that you get from God and everything that you're acquainted with in God comes by and through the influence and the relationship that your husband has with your father. 
see a couple of religious people turned in their seat. They kind of turned it because it's it's faith plus going to church, faith plus praying five times a day, faith plus taking communion 16 times a week, faith plus, come on, it's not faith plus nothing. Faith and faith alone. Your salvation ain't hinged on what you do. Door salvation opens on the hinge of what he done. Why do you think he said that he was the door? You can't continue to walk through your Christian walk judging everybody else's. Because guess what it's going to lead you to? Some of you are self-righteous, very much so. Here, pass these around, would you? Some of you are self-righteous, so you're going to think that everybody ain't as good as you. And there's others, man, there's such a, wow, one side self-righteousness, the other side humility. The church is made up of a scale, self-righteousness or humility. Do I have to go down a list? You know what I'm talking about. Watch television. You'll see the churches out there bashing everybody else because they're not doing. Hitting you over the head with sticks and stuff telling you that abortion's a sin. Going off at you, spitting on you, throwing stuff at you, telling you homosexuals going to go to hell. I ain't saying it's not true. I'm saying it's done without what, brother? Without love. See, we, we've gotten that mixed up. We think love is the absence of. My friend, love is in your face. That's love. If I loved you, I'm going to tell you what God's word says. I'm going to bring it to you. I ain't going to try to shoot you with it. Basing everything off of everybody else. It's set standard of perfection that you can't live out. Well, they look so good. <laughs> God really needs to help me with my sense of humor. They look so good, and you get out from in front of the mirror, and you go, what? <laughs> and you go back to the other mirror <laughs> with the different lighting. Man, the Instagram picture looks so much better. <laughs> wonder why. Don't set yourself up for failure. We're going to fail without it. The Bible says that we all fall short, so we're, we're all going to miss the mark. None of us are perfect. Well, why in the world would you want to add to that equation and set yourself up to fail five times a day when you could have gotten away with two? You could have felt, you'd probably went to sleep so much, feeling so much better about yourself. Because you go, man, knucklehead. You ever done that? Done something during the day and you go, why did I even do that? And God, you didn't even tell me until right before I'm going to sleep, really? And you go, knucklehead, but you're able to go to sleep. But if I fail because of you and I'm chasing your perfection, I'm worrying about that all night long. How can I have a wife that loves me the way she loves him? Come on. How, 
Am I helping you? You were made genuine. There's nobody in this world like you. Somebody said amen. I heard that. I, is that oh, okay. I thought somebody. I heard. There's nobody in this world like you. Nobody. You're genuine. You're so perfect in God's eyes. You could sell yourself as authentic. But you choose to sell yourself as imitation. God's not interested in blessing who you want to become. He's all about blessing the one he made. And that's you. He's crazy about. It's hard to believe that, isn't it? (laughs) I know it is. (laughs) I'm praying for you. In all of our fallacies, our imperfections, all of our spots that seem to be out of place, they were perfectly set by God. If I might add, it was designed to keep your butt out of trouble. <laughs> See, some of us ain't as smart as we would like to be just for the simple fact that if you were, you would get yourself in trouble and you'd forget about God. And God says, no, I've got to keep you balanced. I've got to keep you on a scale. I can't bless you so much where you think you don't need me, but I'm not going to let you do without my blessings for so long that you won't call on me either. Keep you right here. Balanced out. You got it so good because God's got it. Stop imitating. Be genuine. I can deal with your flaws, some of them, as long as they're true. I can't deal with your flaws if you're hiding them. I heard it put like this. You you can't expect a sinner to be anything other than a sinner. I am more frustrated with Christian I wish these were neon lights. (laughs) I'm more frustrated with Christians. See, you get my mind processed, don't you? Crazy. She said, pastor's just lost his mind. (laughs) I get more frustrated with Christians that act like sinners than I do with sinners that act like sinners. Because I expect different from a Christian. You are to be different. People are supposed to be able to recognize that. I ain't heard you be telling dirty jokes nothing with the fellas. Every time we start talking, you walk off. Notice I didn't go to the alcohol and the cigarette, right? That's for you self-righteous people because y'all think they're going to hell too. Listen, you got the same crutch running around, and some of it's pornography, and you think you're okay. Some of it is adultery, and you think it's okay. Some of you think it's homosexuality, and you think it's okay. See, you got the same. And then most of what we practice that we think is just a a hush thing, it's the very thing that's going to take you to hell. We must be careful to not be imitators.
You must fight every day to be genuine. If you're going to tell me you love me, you better love me when I do wrong. Because if you don't, you ain't love me to begin with. You lied to me. As a matter of fact, it wouldn't bother me a bit if you walked off from me. Because I don't like to associate and hang out with liars. See, that's the hard truths that grow us up in Christ. I'd rather you just be genuine. Man, tell The man's getting ready to go in this book. I'm going to crack that next week, by the way. Got it in. We're going to go through a study, and it's about sexual purity. And it's for men. See, I'd, I'd rather a man come up to me and say, Pastor, I've got an issue, and I can't get off of pornography, and I've tried, and it's really taken me places that I don't want to go. I need somebody to help me. Then for a man come to me and go, <laughs> we all good, preacher. We all good. You go by the house in the evening, man, they got the shades pulled and the lights out. Why, why are you lying to somebody that wants to help you? I can't let the women off the hook, right? Because if I did, it'd be unfair, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? Unfair, right? The whole time she's gritting her teeth, man, she... Women, you're not off the hook. There's things that you do in solidarity that you have no business doing. Oh, he's just a friend. If he's that good of a friend, bring him over. Let me say whether or not he a friend. See, some women couldn't handle me. That's why God had me marry her. Because I'd have broke it down on you in a minute. <laughs> you ain't going to talk to every Tom, Dick, and Harry on the phone. Not without me inquiring. Who's that? Jimmy, Jimmy who? Jimmy Johns, I hope. <laughs> Right? Man, listen. Protect your home. Protect your marriage. Be the overwatch. If you don't watch it, somebody else will. Boy, this might be a four-hour day, and we might not even have altar service. It's just four hours of man of the Holy Spirit just getting inside, just like they do butter, and churn and churn and churn. Get all that stuff worked. Man, get it all worked up so you can get rid of it. Let the cream rise to the top. Let's flush that old nasty stuff out. Let's get right with God again. Let's become genuine. Let's stand before God and go, God, sponsor it all. I know the thoughts you have for me. The good ones. Because you know he's got some, well, I'm going to leave it alone. <laughs> he got good thoughts of you. He ain't calling you stiff neck or brood vipers. <laughs> he, he ain't saying that to y'all. <laughs> he, he got good thoughts. God's looking for people that are genuine. He can, whew, he can market genuine Christians better than he can market self-righteous Christian <laughs> why don't God ever use me I don't know why don't he boy if I had a dollar for every thought that I'd get while I'm preaching cause people going <laughs> I wouldn't have to have another job. (laughs) 
I'd like to think that I had something to do about the kingdom growth when I leave this world. I'd really like to think that I didn't live a life in vain. Calling myself a Christian and not affecting anyone. See, it's all about popularity now. Shoot, you, you can become famous now just for being famous. You don't even have to do nothing to be famous now. You let some kind of thing go viral. When I heard viral, I always thought it was a disease. I didn't. <laughs> no, nah, I don't want to go viral. No, nah, I'm out. But now people are trying to go viral. <laughs> what? Just watch a video several hundred thousand times. Next thing you know, shoot, you on, you on Steve Harvey. <laughs> you on Ellen DeGeneres. If you can stay up late enough, who does late show now? Who? You, you stay up too late. You need to go to bed early. <laughs> You was the only one in the sanctuary that said, Father, I pray peace and sleep over her life. <laughs> or you can end up on that man's show. <laughs> See what I mean? I mean, we, man, you could become famous. I don't think I want to be. I don't think I want to be. Because then you have to go here and there and talk and sign and, and you have to write books. Man, you're famous. You have to write a book. Dude, I don't even like English. I probably got three or four books sitting inside my office that I don't have the common sense to know how to put them together. I have no desire. If anybody wants to ghostwrite, man, I'll put you in my, you'll be in there for months. You just have to figure out how to put this legal piece of paper with this legal piece of paper. I'm done. I'm done. If I catch you imitating, I'm going to call you out. If everything in your little life is perfect, expect a phone call. Because I'm calling you. You need to come to the office. You're lying to somebody. Whether it's yourself or everybody else that you're promoting yourself to, you're lying to somebody. Life's not perfect. Think of yourself as a grape. What comes from grapes? See, alcoholics. See, oh, Mr. Pure. Did you hear that? He said raisin. Everybody else said wine. And you said raisin. <laughs> See, you already know. <laughs> See, that's why nobody talks in here, because I quit. I just call you out. <laughs> if you leave, if you leave a grape as a grape, it'll rotten. But if you crush the grapes, you said that awful lot. Shh, don't don't respond. <laughs> she said, mm. but <laughs> she was thinking about raisins. Perfect. But we squash these grapes and we turn it into wine. And over time, wine don't go bad. So think of yourself like this. You are great. The things you have to go through and the crushing and, and the stomping and whatever else they do with grapes to make wine. I'm not a wine connoisseur, so I don't know.
Your life's going to go through something sometime or another. Don't think it's going to be perfect. And just remember that whatever you go through, God's going to take it and he's going to make it. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter. 